Welcome to FS Air, the weekly teaching content of Forest Students, brought to you over the airwaves. Why do people do bad things? Some would say it's people's environment. People do bad things as a response to bad things around them, like poverty, homelessness, and lack of opportunity. Some say people do bad things because of their education or lack of education. People do bad things because they don't know any better. So if people just learned more, they would realize that what they're doing is bad and they can then choose to do good. Some people say that people do bad things because of psychology. People do bad things when they aren't thinking right. So if they just fix their thinking, then they'll do better. Well, if these things are the case, then Celebration Florida should have been a rousing success. In the 1990s, Disney was booming. They were riding high on Disney World being a huge hit. Epcot was newly built and going big. And they were putting out all-time classic movies like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Disney just couldn't mess up. So Disney decided, what if we do something new? What if we built a perfect town that people could live in? What if this perfect town had the nicest houses, the cleanest streets, the best schools, and leading technology? Surely this would be the future. Everything around people would be perfect, allowing them to be the best version of themselves that they could be. So Celebration Florida opened in 1996, and doctors, lawyers, business people rushed to buy expensive houses and apartments there to finally experience the perfect life. But it didn't take long for things to come undone. Turns out, the construction company rushed through the buildings and people began having leaks and breaks that the maintenance people couldn't keep up with. Homeowners began to fall behind on mortgage payments and apartment renters began to fall behind on their rent and faced getting kicked out or even arrested. In 2010, Celebration Florida had its first murder. Later that same year, a man barricaded himself in his house and fired shots at police before killing himself. So it's worth asking our question again. Why do people do bad things, especially if everything around them is perfect? If humans found a way to mess up Celebration Florida, a town literally built by the movies, maybe there's more of a dark side to humans than we'd like to admit. Jesus is going to take this on in Mark chapter 7. So let's listen to him when he talks about something called sin. Mark chapter 7, let's begin reading in verse 1. The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They observed that some of his disciples were eating bread with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat until they give their hands a ceremonial washing, keeping the tradition of the elders. When they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they've washed. And there are many other customs that they have received and keep like the washing of cups, pitchers, kettles, and dining couches. So the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders, instead of eating bread with ceremonially unclean hands? 
So like we do with every episode, we always first ask the question, what were people wondering? Here's what people wondered. People wondered, aren't people sinning by not following external rules? Aren't people sinning by not following external rules? This is what the Pharisees were asking. The Pharisees were like Jewish referees. They had the rule book in their head. So if someone messed up, it's like the Pharisees would throw a flag on the field, correct the mistake, and then go on to fix the next mistake. So here's Jesus and his followers eating food. And you can imagine the Pharisee like a football referee throws a flag, penalty on the play, unwashed hands. Jesus, explain yourself. To them, being a good Jew was making sure you were following all of the rules. The problem is the Pharisees started to add more rules on top of God's rules. They weren't trying to break God's rules, but they wanted to add rules to keep others from breaking God's rules. So for example, in Exodus chapter 30, verses 17 through 21, God commanded the Jewish priests to wash their hands in a certain way so that they wouldn't be impure. Well, the Pharisees said, you know what? Just to be safe, let's make hand-washing rules, not just for the priests, but for everyone. That way, nobody sins. So everyone began washing their hands like the priests. It would be like your parents saying, you know, we already have a fence in our backyard, but you know what would be a good idea? To put another fence around that fence just to be safe. You'd probably be like, uh, isn't one fence enough? Well, this is what the Pharisees are doing as they're calling out Jesus's disciples. They're calling him out for breaking some rules about the rules. And Jesus doesn't seem to mind. Look at verse six, what Jesus continues to say. Jesus answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines, human commands, abandoning the command of God, you hold on to human tradition. Jesus calls these Jewish leaders hypocrites. You know what a hypocrite is like, right? A hypocrite is someone that says one thing, but does the opposite. Jesus is essentially calling them fake. He is telling us that if we just follow rules on the outside, but our hearts are far from God on the inside, then we're still in trouble. The Pharisees were consumed with following the rules on the outside, but their hearts were far from God on the inside. The same goes for you and for me. We can follow rules. We're pretty good at that. But if we're not careful, we can reduce our faith to just rule following. And mere rule following doesn't get to the heart of the problem. The problem is the sin problem that is in our heart. You can follow all the rules perfectly, yet you can still have a heart jet black and rotten with sin. Watch what Jesus says in verses 9 through 13. He said to them, you have a fine way of invalidating God's command in order to set up your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father and mother must be put to death. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is Corbin, that is an offering devoted to God, you no longer let him do anything for his father and mother. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many other similar things. 
So Jesus uses an illustration here. He says, let me show you how external rule following is not how we figure out what sin really is. Jesus says, we can all agree that we should honor and respect our parents, right? I don't think anybody disagrees with that. So imagine then that your dad gets sick and ends up in the hospital. Your dad recovers from his illness, but he still needs some help and has some medical bills to pay. Well, what if instead of helping your dad out, which you know is going to require you to sacrifice time and you're going to have to sacrifice effort and you're going to have to sacrifice money to help your dad, you decide instead, you know, I'm going to give my extra money to church and I'm going to donate my vehicle to church and I'm going to spend extra time at church because that's even better than helping my dad. So then you go to your dad and say, "Um, sorry, dad, wish I could help but I'm going to have to give my extra money and extra resources to church. So I hope you can find someone else to help you. Well, that's like what the Pharisees were doing. The Pharisees were bending these man-made rules so that they wouldn't have to truly help and care for other people. What's wrong with that picture? Even though you might have followed a good rule on paper, so giving to church is a good and generous thing, your heart has looked past a need right in front of you that embodies God's love for your dad. You donating your time and resources and setting those off limits for church is actually revealing a selfish heart that turns away from your dad. You don't actually want to help him in his recovery. You just used God to find an easy way out so that you can keep your stuff to yourself. So even though your outside action may have seemed good on paper, your heart beneath it was sinful and greedy. One author put it this way. He said, when religion becomes a series of do's and don'ts, there is a tendency to simply follow the rules and miss the heart of God. That is what Jesus is getting at here. God wants us to know that if being a Christian is just about following external rules then you're missing what God truly wants you to know. Jesus didn't come to give us a bunch of rules so that we all look nice on the outside. No, Jesus came to fix the deeper problem that we have blackened, sin-filled hearts that need to be renewed. Here's where Jesus makes that clear. Mark 7, 14 to 23. Summoning the crowd again, he told them, listen to me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that goes into a person from the outside can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. When he went into the house and away from the crowd, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, are you also as lacking in understanding? Don't you realize that nothing going into a person from the outside can defile him? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into the stomach and is eliminated. Thus, Jesus declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of people's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, murder, adulteries, greed, evil actions, deceit, self-indulgence, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a person. So here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, We sin externally because we have sinful hearts internally. We asked at the beginning of the lesson, why do people do bad things? 
Why are people sinful? Well, Jesus answers that question right here. We sin because our hearts are sinful. Why did people mess up the perfect little town of Celebration, Florida? Because the grass wasn't mowed? Because the house paint was fading? Because trash overflowed from a trash can? No, people messed up Celebration, Florida because people are sinners. External rule following cannot fix the problem that Jesus is showing us here. You can put signs all around a public school that says this is a drug-free zone and kids will still bring drugs to school. You can outlaw guns in entire cities and it won't stop people from shooting each other. The prophet Jeremiah agreed with Jesus hundreds of years before Jesus even stepped on the scene. Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine, the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? If you want to know why people sin, it's because their hearts are sinful. If you want to know why you sin, it's because sin resides in your heart. The Pharisees thought they could just wash their hands and look clean on the outside. But Jesus is saying your heart needs to be cleansed on the inside. So you might be thinking, okay, awesome. I'm so glad I listened to this to hear you tell me how bad I am. How do I fix this? Well, the bad news is you can't fix your heart on your own. But the good news is that by faith, Jesus can fix your heart for you. Listen to Hebrews 10, 21 and 22. Since we have a great high priest who is Jesus over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. The people in Jesus's day had the Pharisees as their religious referees. And they thought to please God, we have to do this and we can't do that. And we have to follow this and we can't do this or else that we're sinning. Then Jesus comes along and lovingly shows us that we could never keep enough rules to fix our sinful hearts. Instead of running from God when we sin or having to pay God back when we sin, Jesus tells us to draw near to him when we sin and he will wash our hearts clean. This is amazing news. So our main idea for today is that our sinful hearts are cleansed when we draw near to Jesus in faith. Our sinful hearts are cleansed when we draw near to Jesus in faith. That is something that we do when we first believe. So if you become a Christian, even as a young child, you probably knew, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and come into my heart. And that is true. But this is also something that we must do every day, coming to Jesus with our sins and with our shortcomings and trusting that he forgives us and gives us a new heart and a new desire to follow him. So why did Celebration Florida fail? Because it was full of sinful people who thought their problems were on the outside and not the inside. So let's not fall into that same trap. Let's trust that Jesus knows our hearts even better than we do. There is sin in our hearts, but there is even greater forgiveness in him. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out the episode description 
for discussion questions and additional Bible reading to do with your family, your friends, or your small group. And make sure to check back again soon for more content. We'll see you next time.